The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning. And if you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com or sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can scroll down right there on the right side of the page, and we're going live. You can enlarge that if you'd like to do so. You can also watch the live video feed on our Twitter account at FPPTim. Our Periscope account is Setting Brush Fires. Uh, Twitch is Setting Brush Fires, and Facebook is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B. Dean Sons of Liberty. Now you can go over there and you can uh, subscribe to the channel there if you'd like. And um, you can also, but right now they've got us banned for two weeks for covering the stuff at Trafalgar Square over the past couple of weeks. And so we're streaming out of the Setting Brush Fires YouTube channel. You can catch us there. Also, beforeitsnews.com, we're right on the front page. Also, dlive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. So a lot of places you can catch the live video feed. Then Spreely, Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life. You can catch us uh, for Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. And if you'd like to call in anytime, 215-867-8255, 215-TALK-TALK. If you've got something you want to jump in and you want to share a comment, uh, you're more than welcome to do that. We'd love to hear from you. And let me clear that off. Uh, because I have some uh, trolls that we need to uh, take out of the room here. And uh, let's see. There we go. <clears throat> Get some of these guys gone, uh, because I'm going to be doing this all day. And, and that's the way they want it. They can waste their energy on that, <laughs> the trolls who pop in. So anyway, uh, here we are this morning, and we're waiting on Kate to join us, but Dr. Kevin Corbett is with us, and so I'm going to let him start kicking things off. We're going to talk a little bit today, had a conversation last night with Kate about what they're releasing as far as the information that's coming out regarding the, uh, the, the stuff with the vaccines and some of the other tyrannies that are coming down. The reason why some of the people have been arrested is in line with a lot of this tyranny that they're promoting with uh, the new COVID Act, and uh, that they're they're trying to, I don't know if they if you guys if they've actually pushed this through, Kevin, or if uh, what's going on is they're they're about to push it through. Well, they're about to push it through. They've had what's called a consultation, Tim, uh, where they released information about what they'd like to do. They've called it a consultation. It's just a paper exercise, and what they want to do is to give unlicensed vaccines. Uh, by non-untrained people, so they won't be healthcare professionals, and they want to give them to the population. They'd like to give them, uh, they've indemnified the people that are going to give them, so there won't be any legal comeback if you take one of these vaccines and you have an adverse event or you die. So you won't be able to prosecute the government, you won't be able to do anything. They're also talking about, they don't use the word mandatory, but they're using words that are really very coercive in relation to how they're going to roll out this vaccine um, to the population. And they're also talking about using the army to go door to door in parts of the United Kingdom to ensure that people take this up. 
So you can imagine the effect of having somebody in uniform knocking on your door and you don't know anything about the vaccine, people are going to take it, aren't they? So they're going to use coercion and force really to roll it out. And any people who are well informed and understand that consent is needed will probably reject this. So that's the plan. They've got this consultation out and I'm sure in the next few weeks they will roll it out. <laughs> okay, we got to <laughs> keep up and on with with her thumbs up. Um, <clears throat> appreciate you doing that. Um, okay, so you've got these things coming up. This is what is this part of what you guys are making aware uh, with regard to what's coming up? Is this part of the the pushback at Trafalgar Square and things of that nature? And I've got yes. just just Kate on here, so I don't know. <laughs> this I mean, there's been three major rallies in London. Okay. And uh, three major rallies, you know, 35,000 people. And out of all of those three rallies, the organizers for two have been arrested. But for one rally, nobody's been arrested. And it was illegal, the third rally. And no organizer was arrested for that rally. So there's a lot of questions, Tim, over whether the organizers of that rally have been protected by the police. You know, there may be... The idea is that they're being groomed as controlled opposition to the other two rallies. Okay, yeah, Kate. that was something that I spoke about. Uh, I spoke about with Kate uh, regarding that as well. And uh, Kate, I'm, I'm just muting you because we get noise going and it changes cameras and everything else. Let me uh, let me bring Kate back on, and I want her to kind of uh, speak to that issue as well because we we had that conversation last night. And I don't know if you want to touch on that right quick before we get into some of the other things, Kate, or not. First of all, I wasn't the organizer of any rally. I was MC. However, um, I received a £10,000 fine, even though the organizer of the rally, Fiona Hine, actually stated to the police that she was indeed the organizer. They had a laptop. They had all evidence there, invoices, everything, that she was indeed the organizer. And she didn't want anyone else to take credit for it. She did a fantastic job. She did it all on her own. So then during the um, 32 hours that I was in custody and the one hour that I was actually with the lawyer, who's also Piers Corbyn's lawyer, um, the lawyer received lots of phone calls, didn't take them, but took one phone call from Piers Corbyn whilst I happened to be with him during that one hour. And it just happened to be that that phone call was regarding the very topic that was being discussed with me by the lawyer, which was that... Um, just by being there and being MC or speaking at the event, I was now included in, in, in that, that I could be fined. Now, that would mean that everybody else who was at that rally, Dr. Corbett, uh, my good friend and colleague, even um, Robin Tilbrook, chair of the English Democrats, and even uh, Solicitor James Parry himself, who took the phone call, and every other speaker and sound technician and security guy would also receive a £10,000 fine. So, you know, if, if it quacks, it's a duck. So as far as I'm concerned, that, um, along with the fact that Piers Corbyn uh, stated uh, that I needed to, I was probably going to spend life in prison along with Fiona. This is a man who's, a, you know, campaigning for us all to have a free voice and everything else. And actually a voice recording of him that's about to be released. Um, and lots of other stuff that's gone on. Uh, say it as it is, Piers Corbyn, why do you uh, have a direct line and speak to an officer from Scotland Yard weekly, which you do? There's full evidence for that and a corroborative statement. Um, why were you not arrested at any uh, of the rallies on the, uh, on the, the, the rally on the 26th? And why was Louise not arrested? And then I received yesterday um, from someone who was actually standing next to Louise in Hyde Park and Piers when Louise got up and spoke, the police stood there. Then the German doctor got up and spoke and he was immediately apprehended, arrested and placed in a van and Louise right. wasn't. So as I said, if a duck quacks, it's a duck. They are guilty as everything that's there in front of them. I personally believe that they are paid opposition or they were from the very beginning. I don't even know who half of them are. And Piers Corbett, I wouldn't leave him looking after my cat, never mind standing him uh, in front of everyone to organise a rally. Now, there's something else that I've just been told this morning, which I will actually state on air. 
Um, there is uh, a lot of people are being told that there's another rally being organized in London and that they're going to announce the venue just before. That's Piers Corbyn and this Louise Crefield. And they've also told the people that were at the 26th that the money that was in their fund would pay for these people's fines and uh, representation. Now, I've, I've been told also on very good authority that there is no money. And who are they to say? So that, oh, we'll pay your fine. So there are people that have actually been charged. One lady was in custody. Uh, she was arrested for shouting abuse at the police. Um, she does have prior, uh, prior, um, I believe, convictions. She's alleged that she faced severe police brutality and she actually had to go to the hospital where she was hit with batons. Um, so she's alleged that she, she obviously, kind of, this is third party. And she was told that they would indeed fund her law, but, lawsuits, but there is nothing. So as far as I'm concerned, these two or three or however many there are. And let's not forget that they are the only Facebook group that is still up and all the rest have been removed, appear to be the Pied Pipers of mm. uh, this movement where they are leading honest British citizens who are, are, you know, very saddened by what they see their civil liberties being removed and are exercising their rights to assembly and to protest, and their human rights. And this group of charlatans, police informants, police infiltrators on the payroll, who knows, are leading these people away from what is the truth and justice into a trap. Okay, with that said, um, you got a message here from Shanti. Uh, she is there. Uh, she's in the chat room. Uh, you took her child up on the stage at that time. And uh, she said, thank you for helping uh, get the message out, which helps keep people safe that they know what, what's going on there. And by the way, you guys in the chat room in the YouTube, I'm just going to let you guys know something. Um, and I'm getting a little feedback. I don't know if that's coming from you, Kate. I'm going I'm to mute you for just a second there, see if that clears that up. Um, the We've got a couple of guys in there, and I know who they are. Um, you guys, you can sit here and waste your time typing stuff all day long. This isn't about free speech. This is our platform here, and you're not here to engage in free speech. I know what you're about, okay? I'm not even going to name your names because it's not worth that for me to do that, but I'm just letting people know in the YouTube, this is not a censorship of their free speech. They are here to undermine what's being said here, and that's all they're here to do. They're not here to engage the people. They're here to undermine. So that's why they're going out every time they come in. You guys can waste your time. It's just a click on my button. It's a lot of energy on your part. Knock yourself out, okay? All right, Dr. Corbett, what is um, what are some of the things that you're seeing here? Because we've talked about um, the issue with uh, uh, this, this law that's being pushed forward. Now, Kate's mentioned that, uh, of course, she was arrested. She was fined. There's uh, some other people who are arrested as well, and now we're starting to see some of the some of the masks come off of some of these people who are behind their infiltrators. And I, I was explaining to her we had this uh, when I was reporting on stuff in Oregon or at Bundy Ranch. I forget there were like dozens of infiltrators uh, who had you know been paid by the FBI to inform on those who were simply peacefully protesting. So what do you see as happening in all of this as far as what's being pushed forward with the law there? Is this more to shut down the people who are speaking out against it and, uh, and, and stifle the dissent? Yes, well, there's a history in the United Kingdom very much like you've, you've just described in the States where various activist groups get penetrated by the authorities. So the police pay for informers to go into groups, they act within those groups as activists, they look like activists, but their behavior is such that you can identify them because they act to be very outspoken or they act to constrain and to control what's said. And what we had in, on, the, on the 29th of August in the first rally in London, we had Louise Crefield phoning people up and telling them that they couldn't talk about 5G or they couldn't talk about this topic or they couldn't talk about that topic. When I was contacted and told what I could talk about, I said, well, I'm a health scientist. 
I'm not going to be constrained. I'm not going to be talk, told what I can speak about. And I push back on this. And, and it's that sort of action whereby you know where people are coming from. Their true colours are shown through their actions. And over the months, we've seen these people around Louise, who is around Piers, take control of Piers' operation and to push other people back. And they push people like myself back. They pushed lots of other people back, Tim, who've been working with Piers since really March this year. He collected a very authentic group of people who helped him and they worked for nothing and they gave all their time. And all these people have been pushed out one by one, some in a group, actually. And therefore, I'm afraid you come to know people through their actions and it doesn't look very pretty. It's not very good and it's split the movement. And therefore, we have to speak the truth here and people have to know what's happening. There's a controlled opposition that has been massaged and has been created in the past couple of months. And that is being used like a Pied Piper, as Kate said, to draw people out of the dark and into the light. So people like myself become very visible and we become targets for the authorities. I saw Kate and Fiona arrested in front of me the week before last for really no reason at all. What they, Kate was not an organiser, Fiona was the organiser of the 19th, but Kate was arrested along with Fiona. The organisers for the following rally that Piers Corbyn and Louise Crefield organised have got off scot-free. The police have not approached them and they've told people that they will not arrest the organiser for the last rally on the 26th, which was organised by Piers and Louise. And why is that? We see a double standard here in the policing in London where the BLM and Louise Crefield and Piers Corbyn get off scot-free, but everybody else gets clamped down and gets fined and gets bailed and gets bail conditions whereby they can't appear in public. So this is a double standard that we're calling out, Tim. Yeah, and it's a good thing that you do call that out, and I'm glad that you're using names. Now, there somebody had a question in the chat. And they said Pierce was arrested previously. We had the video of that. How do we know, or how do, excuse me, let me ask the question, see if I can read the question properly here. This is, how do we not know he was threatened at that time? It's all very suspicious. Kate, do you got something uh, maybe to say about that? And I would say, even if he was threatened, this is, again, something that uh, people should be uh, very careful about uh, in what, what they're looking at. Sorry about that. I'm having a little trouble here with my buttons. Okay, so first first of all, uh, Piers wasn't the first person to speak uh, about what was going on. If one remembers, and you remember, Tim, uh, before lockdown, I was local radio for three and a half years, and I stated about COVID-19, etc., and loss of civil liberties and vaccines, and I was uh, very quickly dumped. Mm -hmm. The radio was threatened with a fine, and I was placed on the front page of The Guardian. So that was then. So Piers Corbyn has come out very publicly and been campaigning and standing in Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park with a megaphone. Um, now, when, it, when we did the 29th of August, again, I was MC. A week before, we all received emails stating we couldn't speak about 5G and we couldn't speak about paedophilia. Um, so we completely ignored it. I certainly did. And I put Mark Steele on early and I myself covered the paedophilia in government. Now, Piers was then arrested, and it's very well known that Piers likes to be arrested. He was actually goading the police on that occasion. He was goading the police. He was to my right. <laughs> and those people that were there and saw it actually stated to me he was goading the police. So he was arrested, and then he was, he was uh, released with bail. The lawyer, the solicitor, challenged the bail, and his bail conditions were lifted. So yeah. uh, immediately, very quickly. So this is a man who likes to be arrested, who gets arrested and it's very public, has had the same solicitor for several decades and is out there campaigning. Now, I'm going to just say it. I don't care. His brother is Jeremy Corbyn. His brother's well known for many connections and bringing the IRA into the government. The veterans don't trust him. I'm working now with a veteran and I have patients that are veterans. I'm very pro-veterans. We have over 4 million veterans in the UK. 
Now, Piers Corbyn also, also his brother, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but there's some paedophilia case and there's some connection somewhere and someone saying we can't talk about it, let's bury it. I don't know the ins and outs of that. I've been told about it, so I can't really talk about it. However, I do know that Piers Corbyn was recorded in a recorded conversation with one of his entourage, and don't forget his entourage are now very suspicious, stating that he wouldn't have paedophilia spoke about because it was all conspiracy. That recording is now there. It's been downloaded onto several memory sticks and it's about to be released publicly. Do, does anybody out there need any more evidence that this man is a Pied Piper and is not to be trusted and is leading everyone awry? Anyone who takes a conversation with a Scotland Yard officer every week should straight away be off your Christmas card list. Um, and as for stating that paedophilia is conspiracy, that is an absolute offence to me for yeah. every single child that has ever been sexually assaulted or murdered and every single adult that has gone through the judicial system and proven that they have indeed been the, um, uh, you know, been the subject, been the victim of paedophilia. And we all know about Jimmy Savile. That's on record. It's all been proven. So for Piers Corbyn to say it's all conspiracy, shame on him. No one should be following that man ever. He should literally be pushed aside and walked over. Well, that this is uh, this is something that we've dealt with here in the states as well. And as part of that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our our sites have been flagged as being fake news by the uh, mm-hmm. self-proclaimed uh, people who determine whether or not news is the, the particular news that we put out is nutritional for you. NewsGuard, uh, they have said. There is no validity to Pizzagate or any of this, despite we have court records that state (laughs) these people engage in the conversation of pizza and pasta and all this stuff with regards to child sex. Um, That's what they're doing. And then on top of that, we have uh, video. I've done an article where all this stuff is in there. We have video where college professors are talking about speaking about pizza with regard to sex in general. And so this stuff is not a... it's not some kind of conspiracy theory. It's actually taking no. place. And so when oh, when, yeah. when people don't believe in – and look, I'm not with the Q movement in that. That's that's a, just a truth that they're picking up on. But the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is, is that is a real thing that's taking place, and the people have to stand against it. They have to call it out because they yes. want you silenced. They want you scared. And, you know, yeah. one of the things, uh, Kate, I know our friend D. she was very uh, – <laughs> Yeah, this is what happened, uh, Kevin. When you came in, we're gonna get cut off our meeting here shortly. So I'm gonna send you a, I'm gonna send you guys another thing in just a little bit, okay? Because uh, if we get more than two things, and Kevin was trying to do that with the computer, we'll have to come back uh, and get you back, guys, back on. So if you, when you get cut off, I'll send you another invite. Um, the other thing is, is they want you. Uh, Dee was saying, "Hey, uh, I hope she'll take it. She's doing great, but I hope she'll take a step back." And I said, "That's what they want you to do." They want to arrest you. They want to frighten you. They want to shut you down. Uh, they want to intimidate you so that you don't they speak out. They threatened me. Yes, yeah. that's exactly right. And, and, and also, Tim, what they do is when they arrest you, when, you know, if you're part of a particular group like us, they will embargo us with bail conditions that ban us from appearing in public and ban us from all sorts of things. And this is the way they're using the infrastructure, the legal infrastructure as bully boys without charging, without formal charging, because Kate hasn't been charged. Fiona hasn't been charged and they will shut us down this way. But they're letting others go scot-free. And this is the fact, you know, that people, you cannot deny the facts. And of course, it's very easy to brand us all as conspirators. This is what they've done with COVID. This is what they've done with HIV. Everybody who was challenging the official line, and they've done it with paedophilia as well. Everybody who challenges the official line, official message is seen as a conspirator. They're labeled as a conspirator. And I think people should take note when somebody like Piers Corbyn is calling somebody else a conspirator, when across the United Kingdom, he's seen as the conspirator extraordinaire, you know, in the public image. And this is wrong. You know, it's the kettle calling the pot. 
Well, yeah, and also, yeah. can I can I just add in Please. there? Please. You know, this is why I um, I worked in A and E. I've worked I worked in nursing, and I did my child abuse and neglect with the Open University. Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah, we can him, hear. Kevin? Yeah, we can hear. You. Okay, hear you. so so pedophilia has been around for a long, long time. Uh, you know, a, a couple of hundred years going back. We know that. So to turn around and say, uh, can, just him saying, pedophilia is conspiracy theory. That's horrific. It's such Ridiculous. a, it's such an insult to every victim, and. And it just, you, you just cannot follow someone who's supposed to be a leader who's stating that. And then for Louise May Crefield, whoever she is, to, to turn around and say, you can't talk about that and you can't talk about 5G. Are these two credible people who are not arrested for doing all the same things as everyone else, who when a doctor is arrested and put in a van from another country, neither of them were anywhere to be seen they didn't have any contact with him. They didn't help him. They didn't contact his wife in Germany. It was Fiona Hein who contacted his wife, who went down to the prison, who stayed outside the prison, who was there then when he got released, who got him legal counsel, who got him to his hotel to collect his things, who got him to the airport. Now, one has to remember that, not, not Pierce, not yeah. this Louise May Crefield, whoever she is. It was Fiona Hein who organized the 19th and give her the credit where credit's due. She organized a brilliant event and she doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or what we think, you know, you're, you're judged by what you do. She did go and get him out and to the airport and liaised with his wife. They were nowhere to be seen. And yet they had invited this doctor from Germany to the UK. He didn't know what was happening. He thought the whole arrangement, the whole event they did was a, just a shenanigan. They didn't tell him he was moving to Hyde Park. And when he did, he got arrested and they backed off and were nowhere to be seen. This is appalling. This is appalling. I am an English rose. This is my country. England, my England. I'm always saying it. Is that how we treat our guests? Pair of crooks, the two of them acting like that. By their deeds, by their deeds they shall be known. Well, let me let me address something here going in the chat uh, that's going on. When I made mention of the fake news guys, uh, and this is for you, Paul, um, saying that uh, Kate has not seen an NHS patient in however many years is not an invalidation of the uh-huh. fact that she's a nurse. <laughs> it's not an invalidation of that at all. In fact, why would they even try to suspend or why would she resign that registry if she, if that wasn't valid? So nice try. Yeah, nice try, Paul. <laughs> you just got slammed. Can dude. I just can I just say to that, Paul, you buffoon. The NHS is just one place where people work. Yep. Nurses work in the private, private sector, sector. You foolish it, man. Yep. All the time, I see NHS patients who have been discarded by the NHS and told to go home and die, and I take them on. Or NHS patients who don't want to do what they've been told to do, and they take a decision to do something else. Now, you've got D. Manny Mitchell in the chat room. There's a good example. D. Manny Mitchell and myself decided not to go the NHS route. I went private and then went my own route. Both D. Manny Mitchell, D. Manny Mitchell is an author and one of the world authorities on cannabis oil. So I see patients and I counsel them for nutrition. I also worked as a nurse in aesthetics. Aesthetics is recognized by the NMC. So what a foolish man. Do you know, when you're going to come into a chat room like this and state something foolish, you just make yourself look like an idiot, sir. We don't look like idiots. So the very fact that I was on the register should tell you that what I was working as shows that I was enough to be on there. And just one last thing. The university in Brighton has recently approached me to go and speak for them about the master's level course the prescriber course, which I attended and passed with flying colours in one of the top grades, um, to speak for them because they're getting validated by the NMC. 
What does that tell you? I would go and do something better with your Saturday afternoon, sir. Like go and polish up on your evidence because you've just made yourself look a complete idiot. I agree. And certainly I, not a man. I agree. I agree. All right. So we put him in timeout because he just keeps on it. He doesn't get the fact that, okay, you're off a register. He doesn't, he doesn't think outside that box. So I'm, I'm, I'm figuring he's probably friends with uh, Muhammad's whatever his name is and uh, the other guy. He's probably, yeah. he's probably um, Brigade 77. Well, that may be. The government... And mm. I don't mind – look, I don't mind if people disagree with our view, but you're not going to come in and do this kind of stuff and not be called out on it. You're just not going to do it, okay? All right, uh, Dr. Corbett, one of the things that we've got going on here is that uh, there is a continual push. I, I, I'm wanting to see what are you guys setting up for the future. You, you've had two really good events, and I would say even the thing that happened on the 26th, there was a lot of people there. I mean – I think that you're trying to warn people, you guys are trying to warn people, look, it's not that you going and participating is a bad thing. You should do that. But you have to be aware of those people who are leading you along one way or the other. And I think that's a fair thing. I think, look, I think it's fair. If people want to, people come on this show in the chat room and they'll say, well, you're being paid by George Soros and you're this, yeah. that, and the other. And I'm like, go look at my bank account and yeah. you see if oh. I'm paid by George. Tim, I mean, the, it's just not the way. Go ahead. Yeah. So the, the end result <sighs> of any rally or any mass movement isn't to get arrested. You know, getting arrested isn't the be all and end all of what, this movement should be about. This movement should be about pushing back and destroying the COVID science, showing it's false and it's fake. It should be pushing back against vaccination because no vaccine has been proved safe or effective. That's all of them, not just the COVID vaccines. And about the loss of our liberty and freedoms that's happening now on a daily basis. That's what a movement's about. And part of that also is about creating a new regulatory framework for healthcare professionals, for the legal profession and all regulated professions, because that's being corrupted and that's being shut down now. And that's what you saw with Kate, her, her, the nursing council's action against Kate and also against doctors like Dr. Adil. And there's going to be, there are more and more cases coming forward now. We're being contacted every day by healthcare professionals who are being shut down, who are being told they're going to be deregistered, who are going to be told they've got no job. So this is the, this is the task that we have before us, is to create this new framework to move forward. Going to a rally once a week, shouting down a megaphone and being arrested and then shut down for three months until you get a legal representation is not going to do anybody any good. But yes, going to. Okay. All right. So you're going to have to give me a second here, folks. Um, I'm going to have to bring them back up. Uh, Kevin had tried his computer. And if you go three people into one of these things, it like flips out. So what I'm going to do is we're going to bring this up and I'm going to get them back on. Give me just a moment. Again, it's live radio. This uh, we've had this this week doing the same thing. So give me just a second, and um, we'll pull this up. And just hang in there with me. <laughs> and then I have to send them the invites as well. So let's see. Um, as soon as the invite opens. Let's see. And again, I'll try to talk while I'm doing this so that we can bring them back up. That is for there. There's there. Okay. Um, and then I've got a couple of more to send. So hang tight with me. We'll be right back with it in just a moment. And let's see. One more. And they are off. And we should be waiting on them to come back in. Now, one of the things that, that Kate and I spoke about last night that I'm going to bring up is rather interesting because you know some of the things that she brought ahead uh, in the past to point out to the issues of vaccines. And she took us through the issue of things that are mentioned in the Bible, okay? Uh, specifically, 
things that are not to be eaten. We've got issues like bats. We've got issues like pigs that are spoken about not to not to be have, had as well. We've got issues of um, uh, fish with with fans, not not with um, with with scales. You can eat those with with scales. That's that's what God had said. And part of the issue is is that what they're looking at, what she's discovered as to what they're looking at from the perspective of the vaccine, it comes from a shark. So I want to let, uh, Kevin, I want to let you finish your statement. I'll have to pull this back up again, and um, I'll let you finish that statement while I do that. And then we'll, let's talk about what's in that vaccine. Uh, we'll let Kate tell what she's found out about what's in that vaccine that's coming down the pike here. Yeah, I was just, um, when we had to change over, I was just saying that, you know, the a movement is more than just going to a rally once a week. It's about creating a new framework, about creating a new con- social context. And that takes time. It's not something you're going to do by just attending a rally. You've got to do stuff on the internet. You've got to do r- written work. You've got to do academic work. You've got to do your own research. You're going to get out in the mass media. We've got to penetrate the mass media if we can. And it's important to have a broad approach. It isn't just speaking on a megaphone with a few banners. And unfortunately, that seems to be what's happened in the last few months. But we've had two really big rallies in London, and we need to take that forward, need to take that momentum forward. So that's basically what I was trying to get out there. Yeah, and, has, and just to say, done. backing on, sorry, Tim, back going on to what Kevin's saying, we have actually been in discussions today with, um, and I've managed to sort out camera crews. Uh, there's two things that Kevin and I are going to be involved in. One of them is a group where we're both officers with saveusnow.org.uk political party, along with Mark Steele, and along with Sean Argyle, uh, who's got Sean Speaks. So what we intend to do is we're going to go into a studio and there'll be Mark speaking about 5G. Kevin will be speaking about the science, about COVID, about the tests. I will be uh, going between all us all, binding it together. We've got Sean Argyle, who'll be talking about paedophilia. We will also have a law a law representative, a legal representative, because, of course, you know, students are being locked in their university rooms, and which is illegal. Uh, They're being told to remove their signs from the rooms, which is illegal. And now they're being told they can come home at Christmas if they have a COVID test, which, again, all of this is a very it's unlawful. So we intend to do uh, 40 to 45 minute programs, a series of them, which will be posted on every single platform uh, to get us known all over the place. And it will also be showing people uh, to join and subscribe so we literally become like a group uh, and we are we are a, a political movement investigating a crime and off on that on another limb of that is the fact that kevin and i are both nurses and we we have talked about opening a nursing board and that is what will happen it will happen i never say it and not do it but also kevin and i are going to take topics which are very real And we're going to go to places where they are very prevalent. So, for instance, we're going to go to Brighton and we will be filming the two of us. It adheres to all laws uh, and rules, the six rule, the six foot rule, whatever. Um, And we're hoping to um, interview people from uh, the gay community with regards to this new the PCR test and how that actually started with the whole HIV and AIDS pandemic which never was it never existed it's not real um how they were lied and deceived and and murdered they were murdered many of them were murdered and then we're going to take it to eastbourne which is known as god's waiting room um Mm. that's exactly what they call it god's waiting room it's got a huge population of elderly and we wish to start speaking to the elderly about how do they feel about um you know, the blanket do not resuscitate. And also about something that Kevin told me yesterday, how people with pulmonary disease, they're not even going to do the tests anymore to diagnose these patients. So what is in effect our national health service has been scaled right back. And basically you're not going to get very much unless it's a COVID. That's it. And uh, so we're going to do a series of programs, literally the Kevin and Kate show, but We are actually there as representatives of Save Us Now. 
Um, it's already, the badges are already being made today. So we'll look like Agents Mulder and Scully. I've actually, uh, on the X-Files, we'll have our badges on the outside of our clothing. We'll have <laughs> identification that we are indeed. Save us now. We will have a film, uh, will be filmed. And we're going to start taking this round cities and taking, um, we're going to go to a low socioeconomic area, which is really being affected by these uh, lockdowns. And, and don't forget, when it affects one financially and also with fear, fear that you're going to lose your home, fear that you're going to lose your livelihood, um, fear that you can't feed your family, this, what it actually does is it um, raises your adrenaline and cortisol and depresses your thyroid so it drops your immunity. Yep. Yeah, so we this to- is what we are taking it to the people. We are credible. We are knowledgeable. We have the credentials. We have the backing of the science of the political party. And this is where we intend. We're not just about standing on a platform with a microphone. You know, get up there, say, no, no, we're not about that. We're about this is what we need to do. It's, it's kind of a resistant act. That's well, exactly leading, what it is. You're leading by example. That's the issue. Exactly. It's not just yeah. the other. So we want to do um, that. Now, there's a couple of comments. Let me throw these out here. Uh, <laughs> I love the Ar- comments. Arwen Larping. I, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He's 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 just enamored with you, Kate. Uh, he says he wants you to be his damsel in distress. Look, she is yeah. not the I'm, damsel I'm in single. distress. I'm she single. is a warrior princess. That's what she is. <laughs> okay. Uh, so here's here's the other ones. Um, one is uh, asking about the vaccine because I wanted to take that there because that was our conversation last night. So either yeah, one sure. of, either one of you can answer this. This is a question for either one of you. Uh, there's somebody here in Massachusetts, in the States, and they're asking uh, for information on the regular, I guess, flu shot uh, that's being <laughs> mandated there for all kids in order to go back to school. They're trying to fight it. So they're they're doing what you're talking about. They're not just at a rally. They're trying to fight it there where they're at um, to prove they want, they need information to prove this is not good for the kids. Um, have them send it to flu, your Baker or uh, anyway, I, I don't know what that's that last part is They're They're wanting to know, is there information that they can get a hold of that they can use in the fight that they have against, you know, trying to put this junk in their, in yes. their kids' bodies? Well, f- well, first of all, in America, I believe they took out the thimerosal. This is a nasal spray and many children died because the olfactory nerve from the nose goes into the brain. And when they were having the nasal spray, this is inflaming and they were dying of encephalitis. There's two two areas that you can approach it here. First of all, if there's a nasal uh, flu mist being done in a classroom, then one has to say that whole area would then be contaminated. Mm. So has there been a risk assessment done? And you need to make your head teacher accountable for your child's health. If you don't want your child to have it and they're going into this area, which has now been contaminated, has that had a risk assessment done? Is that area clean? The second thing is there is the Children's Health Defense, which Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Uh, is the leader of that. And they've got lots of information on their website there. Mm -hmm. The other things to remember about a flu vaccine is there's no such thing as flu season, because if that were indeed flu season, it would be worldwide. So why do we have flu season in the winter in in the UK? And and that would be December. But of course, that would mean if it was flu season, it would be in December in Australia. But their flu seasons in their, their winter months, which is in our summer, which one would say that that's cyclical, it's when we have a clean out, but that's getting to a whole different topic. So as for the ingredients that mm. are in a flu vaccine, none of them are of any use to you. And uh, they can only pick out maybe four different flu strands. Uh, it would be much more beneficial for the child to build their immunity all year round by having clean uh, nutrient dense foods, lots of fresh air, lots of clean water, non-fluoridated lots of vitamin D. You do actually store your vitamin D. So get out in, in the midday sun or summer and, and then supplement in the winter. But I think certainly um, when, when nurses are giving the flu vaccine, they should know what is in it and the effects of each of those ingredients on the body. If they don't know it and they don't convey that to you, then you're not making a true informed consent. It's the same in America as it is in the UK. Therefore, you have the grounds for medical battery. So you have to start pointing at accountability. Make them accountable. Ask questions. Uh, I myself would never, ever advocate any flu vaccine for anybody. And the very people that they give it to are the ones that's going to have the most detrimental effect to, those with uh, effects on, those with underlying health conditions. And just to point out, if you are a smoker, 
Um, you're much more likely to die of the complications of flu. And if you live in a household where someone smokes, so it's, it's not enough to hang your head out the window and have a cigarette because yeah. you're still exhaling that cigarette smoke yeah. for up to 60 minutes once you finish that cigarette. So I think that this is very important information, Tim, to get out. And as Kate says, it's about taking back control as a parent. It's about asking the right questions of the healthcare provider. We should be giving informed consent. But very often when you ask those questions, you find out that the healthcare provider is biased and is promoting the vaccine and is pushing the vaccine on the child. And as soon as they ask those questions and you get a defensive response, then you withdraw and you ensure that that child isn't vaccinated against your consent. So it's about asking the right questions, showing the response will be defensive, and then taking action as a parent, taking legal action, taking action with the school, taking action with the healthcare providers who are biased. And I think that's a very important thing. The Children's Health Defence, I understand in America, the website has downloadable letters, has resources. It can signpost parents to uh, legal support and legal help. And that's all very important here when you're fighting this huge thing, because it's presented as simple. It's presented as easy and presented as uncomplicated. It is none of those things. And it is actually very dangerous. Okay. All right. Yeah. And the issue up in Massachusetts, you know, we've covered some of that where they have forced certain operations, where they forced vaccinations. Uh, We've covered several stories over the years where that's going on in Massachusetts. It's amazing to me that Massachusetts used to be the bastion of freedom here in America. It was the place where, you know, all of this other stuff had happened, uh, the the shot heard around the world and all happened up in that, that whole area up in there. And so, it's amazing to watch them fall into that kind of a tyranny, but there, but that up area up in the northeast, in large measure, has become apostate to Christianity. Uh, they've embraced universalism and a lot of these things as well. So I'm not surprised that that follows. I mean, that's what God tells us will follow a people in that. We've also got another question um, in the chat, and that is. There is a there is some kind of funding or crowdsourcing or something that's set up to help you guys do what you're doing because I know you're you've you've obtained a barrister you're pushing towards these things. Do you want to give that out? And then what we'll do is when we archive the show today, folks, when you go to sonsoflibertymedia.com and you go to that archive, it'll be the same title as what you're seeing on your. Uh, whatever platform you're on, just look for that. Uh, it'll be in the the list there, and we'll put a link there so that if people want to support you guys and what you're doing. You're going to be accountable to the people for the yeah. money that comes in and what goes oh, yeah. out. Uh, let them know where they can go to do that. Well, there's a crowd fund which is on your page, Tim, and I really would ask everyone to to contribute, no matter how little. Every little bit counts. Um, um, I'm actually on Twitter, but I'm banned for seven days. I'm back in a couple of days. I'll share it on there. Yeah. Um, I am. I have got a BitChute account which mm-hmm. I'm going to start loading up because, of course, I'm banned from everywhere else, and it is on the Sabers now dot org dot uk website yes. um, i'm sure kevin will have it on he'll tell you his uh his in just two seconds and before we go tim please let us talk about the new vaccine and what kevin and i were talking about yesterday so kevin over to you where can you yeah, find the ahead. crowdfund well if you go onto my twitter dr dr kevin p corbett and you can see my pin tweet has a link to the crowdfund page so and and I'll got, do the same. I'll do the yeah. same at Kate Shemarani on Twitter. I'll yeah, pin it yeah. in two days. <laughs> you know, Tim, the history of all this, Tim, if I can just talk for a minute about it, is, you know, we talk about COVID and we talk about the science. Really, HIV and AIDS was the original version. And COVID and SARS-CoV-2 is really a, a rerun of HIV AIDS, but on a bigger scale. So, you know, COVID-19 is the new HIV AIDS. That's the basic thing. The tests are the same, almost the same. The technology is the same. It doesn't work. There's been no isolated virus with COVID-19. And there was no isolated virus with HIV. And the same thing happened with HIV in the 1980s when I was a nurse. People being brought in, they tested positive and they had chest infections or a cold or a flu. And there they were being given very toxic drugs, AZT, Cetrin, straight up, just because they happened to test positive. 
not because they were really truly ill, they might have had a chest infection or a flu or a cough, and all those symptoms are misinterpreted as AIDS. And they were given toxic medications which killed them at that time. And I know this because I worked on the first HIV unit in, in London, in the United Kingdom, that was opened by Princess Diana, Lady Di. And we saw a lot of people brought in there. The doctors were hell-bent on giving the medication that killed them, that was toxic to their bone marrows. And people were fooled by this, like they'd been fooled with COVID and SARS-CoV-2 because of the massive propaganda that went out at the time about HIV, the killer virus. You know, all the projections were people would be dead in the millions in the United Kingdom. And all these projections were shown to be false. And the same thing has happened with COVID-19. All the projections already have been shown to be false, but the governments keep pushing this down our throats. And that's the similarity here. I say that HIV and AIDS, it was a trailer film for the main feature, which is now COVID-19. And that's a metaphor really to explain, you know, when you go to the cinema and you know a new film's coming, you get a snippet of it, you get a short trailer, might be a minute, two minutes long. It's an appetizer for the main event. And HIV AIDS was the trial really, the trial run. All the technology was exactly the same, except it was more primitive 30 years ago. Now it's much more sophisticated. In those days, they used PCR, to stage AIDS, to stage the disease in different stages. Now they're using it as a diagnostic because the tests have become more confident, they've become more quicker, they've become more efficient. And so it's embedded in our society now that we have these tests. And this is what we've got to actually stop. We've got to wake people up from this to show them that, you know, this is a trial run. Now it's not just gays, drug users, prostitutes. It's now everybody. Everybody is the risk group. And this is really quite evil to tell everybody that they could be infected with something, something that hasn't even been isolated, hasn't been isolated virologically to proper criteria. This is a fast run using genetic sequencing, not an isolated virus. And people need to really understand that. And they need to listen to the videos from people like Dr. Andrew Corkman, who explain it in much better way than I do. And this is really, really important. The science behind COVID-19 is non-science. It's actually nonsense. And it doesn't add up even in their own terms. For example, in this country now, the police are being told they don't need to do track and trace. So if they get symptoms, they don't need to go home and stay off. Why is that? If this is a real virus, then frontline workers like police should be treated the same as everybody else. But they're being let off all the rules. That's odd, isn't it, if it's really a virus? And that's only one example. I'm sure Kate can give you 100 more probably better than I can. Well, let me, before we do that, before we do that, I want to let people know it, just check in your, in the stream of the chat there that we're in. I've put up the, the link there for everybody so that you can go and donate. If you want to do that, uh, to the, the crowdfunding crowd justice here. Um, and you'll see the picture there from Trafalgar Square. That's how you'll know you're on the right one. And if you want to support that, you can do that. And I'm sure the people would appreciate that. I know when I talk with Mark, he said they need far and above what they have to let the people know they mean business. But this is, I mean, look, we're filing a lawsuit against Facebook over what they're doing to us. And it's a lot of money to do that. I mean, you just, it's, it's a shame you have to spend so much money to get justice in this time. It really is ridiculous. And then half the time you're not even guaranteed that you're going to get that. So if you want to do that, the links are all in these places. You guys want to hang on for just a couple of minutes because Kate, I'd love for you to take and speak to the thing that we talked about last night, and that was on this issue of what's coming in that COVID vaccine. Can I just say before everyone goes? Yeah, we got I about thirty seconds. Court, I may be in court this Friday in London. I'll give it to you, Tim. To we can catch up in the week, and if I'm going to be there, rent a crowd outside. Okay. Uh, to have my bail, con- my bail conditions heard, and maybe lifted. <laughs> okay. So uh, you know, 
rent a crowd. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's great. That's good news. Uh, guys, uh, if you're listening by Red State Talk Radio, we're going to hold Kate and Kevin over for a few minutes. I think they have some things they have to do, so I know they can't stay very long. But we're going to hold them over a few minutes. If you want to join us, jump on YouTube. Go to beforeitsnews.com. Hit, click on that and come over into the YouTube channel. That's fine. Or catch us on Facebook. And otherwise, you guys have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. And Lord willing, we'll talk to you on Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern Time. And we'll be back with you on the other side of shutting off here on Red State Talk Radio. See ya. All right, got to get that big theatrical music going at the end there to close yeah. out with the radio show. Okay, guys, uh, Kate, I'm going to turn it back over to you. And then, Kevin, if you want to jump in after her comments, you're welcome to do to add to that as well. What is the issue that you that you discovered in all of this? Because while you guys were cut off there, uh, I was letting people know what you had said before when the swine flu came out. And then what was the other thing? And the bird flu. The, and you were... The you bats were, and... Yeah, yeah, you were finding yeah. all these things where God told the people, don't eat this, don't eat this. And it was tied right to those things. And now you've discovered another one that's going on there. Yeah. So, so first of all, I just want to say this morning I was reading uh, James. And I believe it's in the last chapter in James. And he talks about when we... If we know something and we we don't speak about it, then that's also a sin. It's sinful. And uh, and so, you know, I'm very blessed that I met Kevin, uh, Dr. Kevin Corbett. And it's almost like two brilliant minds come together. The bits that I'm missing, he puts in and the bits that he's missing, I put in. It's just such a wonderful alignment that God's uh, born. So I, I told you yesterday I had a bit of a tricky, a tricky night. And um, I was looking at, as you know, the things in the Bible, Tim, because, you know, I'm, I'm really hot on nutrition and uh, we're not supposed to eat certain things. The swine, because the swine wanders around and eats all the garbage and it's the swine's perfectly all right because it goes through the digestive tract, but it makes the meat toxic to us. The same as birds of prey that eat dead animals like the eagle. Uh then you have bats that have more viruses than anyone else, anything else. And we're also not meant to eat the uh, sea creature with no, um, it has fins, but it has no scales. Well, what a, what a, uh, what a surprise. That's the, uh, the whale. And they've just announced that they're going to kill possibly half a million whales. Greta Thunberg, how does that sit with you? Uh, <laughs> half a million whales to get the squalene from the liver to mix it with this witch's brew of these other chemicals, one being polysorbital, which opens the blood-brain barrier, which is the adjuvant in this vaccine, uh, which will stimulate, a lo- it says it's going to stimulate a low antigen response. They need you to have two of these to inject in. And, and so straight away, I can see that um, it would appear that yet again, a pharmacia in the Bible translates to witchcraft and sorcery. And all of the things that Yahshua, uh, my one Lord and King, states that we should not have into this temple is, is being injected into us. And that would be, you know, the, when they make vaccines, they're cultured in, in eagle RNA, in bats. And now they've got the shark in there. So we've had avian flu, we've, which... Avian flu, you know, remember there are birds of prey that we're not meant to eat, the eagle. So we, they even have vaccines cultured in eagle RNA. Um, we have had swine flu. We've been told about the bats in the dirty market. And now we're being told that they're going to take the squalene from the shark, the shark liver, mm. and put that into a vaccine. So this is the devil's picnic. The devil is having the best time. His time on this, in this realm is coming to an end. He comes to lie and steal. All of those people that are already listening to him, you're gone. You're already listening. You've already sold your soul. You're going first. Uh, the rest of us who are, we're, we're awake. We know what's going on. And then there's the ones in the middle that are being deceived. Uh, and God knows that we are his, he's the shepherd, we're his sheep. And he, he, he knows that we're all with him. But he's concerned about the ones that aren't with him. 
the ones that are wandering through the darkness, heading over to the devil's picnic. And if you can't see, you know, and like I go back to James again, it says in James in the last chapter that when we know it, it's a sin not to speak of it. We have to speak what we know. So going into Leviticus, go and look in Leviticus. It tells you about, you know, what you can eat. So people, it's so there, you know, when you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you know, once that Holy Spirit enters you, you know, you know, you know, you know, you can't unknow. You know where you're going. You know that, you know, you were, God knows every hair on my head. He put me in my mother. When I leave this physical body, I know where I'm going. We all stand in judgment. So I can't unknow it. So this is so obvious to me. It's so black and white that everything that we're not meant to have, if we're not eating it, the devil's sure as hell, and I say sure as hell, going to make sure he gets it all injected into us. Yeah, let me let me inter- interject something, and then I'll let Kevin come on with yeah. that. Uh, even and, and for people who uh, understand the idea, uh, even of the foods, even when Jesus spoke about it, he says, you know, it's not the f- it's not the food that goes into the the person that makes them unclean. It's what comes out of them. Because he says, you eat the food, it gets digested, and then it comes out, right? And the difference of what Oof. you're talking about here, especially, is it doesn't mm-hmm. go through the normal processes, even because even if a person ate something that they weren't supposed to eat, we, we see this with Samson or whatever, and we see it within uh, in Leviticus where it's laid out. Even if they ate something they weren't supposed to eat, the Bible says they're unclean, they're unclean uh, that, that night, and in the morning, they're they're clean again. Why? Because the bodies process that stuff. But this stuff that you're talking about, they're bypassing the digestive tract, all this. We've talked about this before, that eliminates yeah. a lot of the stuff. You still get certain toxins, but it eliminates a lot of that stuff. And then what happens? Well, they're directly pumping it into your body, which is seems far more dangerous uh, that you're yeah. doing that rather than the other. Kevin? Well, you know, what, what, what Kate said, you know, is really true that, you know, people like to disparage the Bible and they like to say, oh, it's not scientific. But the Bible is a repository of human knowledge, you know, and God's knowledge. And, 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 and you know, when you look at what Kate said, there was a, a, a pharmacologist called David Macht, who was a Russian who came to America and he actually, did a lot of research on the Bible and the truths and the knowledge that's contained within it. And he wrote a paper in 1953 called An Experimental Pharmacological Appreciation of of Leviticus 11 and Deuteronomy 14. And it's in the Bulletin of the History of Medicine in 1953. So in 1953, science knew about the knowledge and wisdom that's contained in parts of the Bible. And that cannot be refuted. So you get this crossover. And anthropologists know this, sociologists know this, that these documents like the Bible contain truths and knowledge that have been well ground, they've been well based, they've been well experienced by the human populations in previous times. And that we, we ignore them to our peril. And this is really important. And also David Mack, he, ter- he coined a term, he invented a, a term called psychopharmacology, which is a branch of science concerned with the way drugs affect our mind and body and our behaviors. So already you can see the crossover here of the knowledge. You can see the validity of this knowledge that you go against some of these truths at your own peril. And when you look at the way that sort of modern alchemy of vaccination, where you get all these ingredients, all these adjuvants created, pumped into the vaccine and then pumped into our bodies, it can't possibly be a good end result. And, you know, the way the modern science works, Tim, it's like propaganda. You know, for example, the HPV vaccine. What they did was they created a situation where the, not, the, the information, the data about the side effects, about the adverse effects, were bleached. They were whitewashed out of the studies because they put the adjuvants in the control groups, in the placebo groups, so they wouldn't show up against the experimental groups. So here we have you know, the direct corruption of our scientific method here by the vaccine makers. And that is so evil. And that's all in Joan Shenton's film, 
called Sacrificial Virgins, which I'm sure a lot of your subscribers have seen already. But we need to restate these these truths. And and what Kate was saying in relation to the knowledge in the Bible, it's well documented in the science and in literature as well. So this is important information for people to hear. And just to say, that was actually validated by the John Hopkins University. Dr. Macht was given, there is actually an award that was yes. was um, created in his name. So this was at the John Hopkins University. This is why I love Kevin. I'm so blessed <laughs> to have met Kevin. The two of us, it, we're like two excited kids. I'll find something and tell him and I'll look up a bit of it. Then he goes and we, we are literally like the menu. I'm the hors d'oeuvre and the dessert and, and Kevin's the main oh. course. It's wonderful. And <laughs> um, and this is where great great minds come you know come together but you know this was the john hopkins university yes i mean this isn't you know this can't be refuted easily you know when you get crossover from the bible and into the science it's a synergy between the two and there's also synergy between people in this movement you get people like kate you get people like like myself we're both from different scientific paradigms perhaps we've come together we both share a nursing career we've both been nurses and and you get this synergy between the minds and you get a very good outcome as a result so it's important for for people to hear this i think okay guys we um we're going to run out of time again here on zoom again i don't know why it's doing this but uh they're they're wanting to come to go anyway within 10 minutes yeah do you guys have any final words you want to share with the people uh Kate, uh, I'll let you go first. Yeah, you know, no one's going to look after your health better than you yourself. And if you're turning on the idiot's lantern or the mainstream media to learn how to look after yourself, it's never going to have a good outcome. You need to follow Kevin and I, and you need to join on to saveusnow.org.uk. We're doing great things. And we're going to marry up our websites. And we plan uh, to do daily blogs. And my new website, when it comes out, you can subscribe. But I have nothing but your best interests at heart. Nothing. And the only person who's going to look after yourself is you. Amen. Amen. Uh, Kevin, you got a parting shot? Well, I think the issue about taking responsibility for your own health is really key here because you can't rely on the mainstream. You can't rely on your government. You certainly can't rely on CDC and FDA and all the government agencies in America. And you can't rely on Public Health England and the government here in the UK. So you've got to rely on yourself and you've got to think critically about what you hear. So anything that Kate and I say, yes, please look at it. Please give us feedback if we've got it wrong. Look at everything critically. Obviously, you have to get through the day and you have to get through the working week. So you need to take some things as truths and trust in something. But you need to listen to certainly the mainstream media very critically and to research for yourself. Nothing beats that. It's not about having a PhD or a master's degree or whatever letters behind your name. It's about listening and looking at things critically. And anybody can do that. Ordinary members of the population are doing that all the time here. I'm going up and down the country. I'm talking to everyday people who've got no degrees or no PhDs, and they are much better than me at talking about these issues. They are much more sophisticated than even myself. And that is really important. Don't let qualifications and certification put you off and make you feel as though you haven't got a voice and that you haven't got legitimation here. Everybody has a role to criticize the science. Everybody. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, I appreciate your time today. Sorry we had that cut and that break in there. I hope you guys have a great day. So, uh, guys in the chat, thank you for all your input, Uh, even the trolls who popped in a couple Um, of times. Look, and I'm drinking turmeric (laughs) and lemon tea. I've had a whole pot. I'm just having ordinary tea. But God bless and have a good Sunday. Okay, guys, you guys have a great day. Thanks, Tim. Have a good weekend. Yes, you guys too. All right, there goes Kate and Kevin. We appreciate them very much. I know you guys always love to see them. And uh, we'll have them back on in the future. Hopefully Zoom will behave a little more. And uh, you guys have a great weekend. Again, Monday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Time. We'll be back with you then. And Bradley will be on again this afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. See ya.